Well, Gen 2 has its own faults. Gen 2's bad for other reasons. <laughs> I disavow, file all complaints directly to Jeff. Sorry, I don't meet any Gen 2 users. Okay, so this episode, let's talk about everyone's favorite topic. Like we didn't just talk about that last episode. What episode? I forget. Yeah, yeah, see, you forgot. You don't even know what you're talking about, Jeff. I, well, no, I just, there was another episode where we this talked about- This is a perfect example. This is a perfect example, Jeff, how <sighs> you don't know what you're talking about. And what I know, I know what I'm talking about. And I'm telling you that my distro is better than your distro because you don't know what you're talking about. See, I was afraid to answer because I knew that you would do this. And I thought it was just, you know, it's just going to be you picking on me. That's what, exactly what happened. That's why I'm not going to answer. I was, I was reluctant to say anything because I didn't want to say the wrong thing. No, it's not that. It's because you know your distro is not as good as my distro. And you don't want to admit it. No, your distro sucks. No, look, seriously, your distro sucks. We, we can all agree with that. I think every listener would agree that your distro sucks. Okay, so obviously we are talking about distro wars and the hostility between distros. We touched on this in an earlier episode. What number? Uh, I think it was the number three off the top of my head. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I can tell you, though, that the title was Zealotry is Bad, okay? He's got a better better memory than I do. So first off, let's let's address the 600-pound gorilla in the room. Did the 800-pound gorilla go on a diet? Is that what happened? And that is, the majority of distros out there are just reskins. <laughs> Like effectively, at the end of the day, that's that's where it lies. Back in oh gee, maybe it was 2015. Uh, for a talk I was giving itself, I did some research, and at the time, there were over 900 different versions, different distros, full distros that well, they call themselves full distros, based on Ubuntu and Debian. What? Yes. I'm uh, making that very confused. What the f face? I was I was just as well. Oh my word! What is what, going what on? What the hell are people doing? Okay, well, there's a couple things which are a tangent, but I'll touch on real quick. Number one, some people want to be a distro developer, but the fact is, it's it's difficult. So they'll take a version like Ubuntu that is easy to respin. They'll change some default theming. They'll change some default wallpapers. Maybe change what packages are installed by default, and then do a remaster, and then boom, this is my distro. And they can go around talking about this is my distro and this is the distro that I've developed. And if you install it and you go to do any you know package installs, you're pulling directly from the Ubuntu repos. Mm -hmm. So some people do this because they just, they want to do something. They want to have a custom version for themselves so they don't have to customize it Ubuntu every time they do an install. Um, and they're just like, well, I did this for me. I might as well just throw it out there as well in case anyone happens to like it as well. Resume okay, fodder cool. too, let's be honest. That's the other thing is there's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, if I can, can claim that I'm a you know, the core developer of a distro. That's going to look great on a resume. So that happens as well. But that's not really what we're getting into. Okay. But I, I wanted to start with that because, again, the majority of distros that are out there are just respins or uh, what's what's the other remix. term that gets used sometimes? Remix, remix remaster Remastered. of yeah. other distributions. So we're not really going to get into those this time, okay. even though we just did. We're, yeah. we're, we're moving on. So... The majority of the distro hostility comes between the big boys, the big players, mm -hmm. where you have user A who uses distro X and user B who uses distro Y. And they go at each other because, well, they each think that their distro is the best. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something spicy. I'm going to go out on a limb here <laughs> and say that my guess 
is that the majority of people who engage in this distro war hostility don't understand actually at the base what any of the differences really are, other than that's not the distro I use, and that uses a different package manager. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna throw that out there. And I'm gonna disagree with you, not because I'm trying to be contentious, but I, I legitimately think that may not be true. I, I will well, volunteer okay. that I think there is quite a lot of that, but I don't think it's the majority. Honestly. Okay, well, if we if we break down what is the actual difference among the distros, okay, mm -hmm. ignoring the what theme do you use? Like lineage trees, and effectively. What are, the, what are the basic packages that you install? Mm -hmm. Ignoring that, you basically come down to certain things which distinguish and differentiate the distro, okay? What compile time flags the stuff was built with? Um, when packages are made, what is their, you know, lib inclusion mm -hmm. policy? Are they including everything that can go in it? Are they curating what pack, what extra libraries get compiled in with whatever binary? Mm -hmm. Alongside that is the which SSL are you using? Oh, yes. Because so much uses crypto that if you want to use a different SSL, well, have fun because you're going to need to redo a whole lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Then you have the package manager. There are different package managers. That's a big distinguishing thing. Mm -hmm. We used to have init. It's largely gone away. But yet at the same time, we went from a mostly sysv init system monoculture to a systemd monoculture. There are still, you know, differences of other options out there that some distros use, but by and large, because the main distros that are getting respun and, you know, remixed and all that are using those, that's what the majority has. Mm -hmm. The other kind of key difference is whether a distribution is rolling, stable, or some hybrid of, of the two. Right. But that's just the technical thing. Mm -hmm. You know, there are social differences as well in the different communities yeah. around the different distribution. I would I, I say that's where it's more likely to be a disagreement, the social side of things. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you go into an Arch or a Gentoo community, there's definitely much more of a, you know, self-reliance attitude mm -hmm. in the community. Ubuntu is is more about hand-holding. Um, not that that's a bad thing, but trying to make it as simple and as easy for people. Fedora is a distro that really, really cares about community bonding, community structure. OpenSUSE cares greatly about being green. Um, okay, that's actually that's a wait, joke. Wait, In fairness, green or like literally green energy. Oh, they're distros. The green, you I, know, I, green colors yes, everywhere. Okay, so then metaphorically, yeah. saying, oh, bad joke. Well, it's not metaphoric. It's legit. It's they're green. Okay, okay. So, but no. In fairness, they're about being the not red hat option for enterprise. Okay. And Debian is uh, about being Debian. <laughs> Debian has their own orbit, their own yeah, you know, solar so system. All of them are good. They all have their own kind of perspective and attitude on things. And a specific distro might not be best for any particular user. But it seems that a lot of people don't really take time to consider that. And it's simply they want to see more user share of their distro. And so it ends up in the kind of promotion evangelism of my distro at the expense of other distros. And this ties back into what we talked about in the other episode of, I don't believe it's a zero-sum game. Arch, being awesome at what it does, does not mean Gen 2 is bad. They both can be awesome. Well, Gen 2 has its own faults. Gen 2 is bad for other reasons. <laughs> right, yeah. Sorry, I, 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 I disavow. I disavow. Jeremy, I disavow. File all complaints directly well, to Okay, Gen. look, I'm just, I, you were thinking it. I just was dumb enough to say it. <laughs> don't you throw me under the totally bus am. here's the bus here's you it's not screeching to a halt buddy anyway i, I was joking about that um shintu does has its flaws and challenges and its rough edges because of it's you know mantra it's its approach but uh 
I don't say that that's better or worse than Arch. To be, yeah, to be fair, I don't really see a lot of Gentoo users engaging in Distro Not Wars. Anymore. They used to. Well, probably because they're all busy compiling. <laughs> No, that, that, no, it has the opposite effect. When you're compiling, you can't use your computer. You've got nothing to do. So right. I, I would wager most people that are doing all that heavy compilation, they actually, um, they're wandering away and they have free time on their hands. So they're going into communities and saying, well, I'm compiling, you know, level two again. So how are you guys doing? But if they're busy compiling, then they're not spending time on their computer ranting. I don't know. WordPress doesn't take much CPU. Yeah, but you're building your whole okay, system. Uh, okay, let's say this. I would wonder how many Gentoo users don't have another system they can use to go and interact with social media or, or their communities with. I would wager that, that the percentage is very, very small. So, so when you're compiling and you're waiting for your main machine to be done, then you've got a lot of time in your hands. I think that's more likely when you would go and get on community and rile things up. You maybe even want to pick a fight because you're all charged up. You're compiling something. You're going to have a good product here soon. Okay. Having talked with Jeremy many times when he's compiling, he definitely is not looking to pick a fight because he's usually screaming and fuming because of <laughs> okay. some dumb thing that, that has happened that now he has to try to That's work fair. around. Okay. And I'm, I'm obviously showing that I haven't used Gentoo in a very long time. And I haven't used it at, at any, like for any length of time and going through its paces. So yeah, it's been many, many years since I used Gentoo. I did it once just to say I did it. And then as soon as I installed it, I was like, okay, great. I did it. And nuke. And we're gonna install something yeah. up. Yeah. That used to be back in the mid to late two thousands. Gentoo is where you went for all the awesome docs. And then somewhere mm -hmm. like in two thousand nine, I think they lost the server. Like it, it actually went down and they didn't have adequate backups and all of a sudden these awesome docs they were all gone. It was a very big loss to the community, community, as I recall. So speaking of that, the Puppy Linux community just lost their forum. Oh, no. So there's like 15 years of information that is Gosh. just poof, gone. Which... To our listeners, if you are involved in anything like this, please uh, have some level of trust and have some level of backups that you've actually tested. Both of those yeah. things, they're crucial yeah. for maintaining the database... community continues. The database should have been dumped and like, there should have been other people in the community that were that he trusted. Like the guy who started Puppy, like Barry. He could have been like, Barry, this is the dump of the forum, just so it, someone else has it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, something else where all of his, you know, passwords or whatever were written down somewhere, mm -hmm. so his family, if they needed to. But yeah, so there, last I heard, the family was trying to see if they could get it back up. I don't, I don't, so I don't know what's going to happen. I would hope that the family could get in touch with the data center where it was hosted mm -hmm. and be like, look, he died. We're trying to get the data out. We don't have access to log in, but obviously you guys have access to the system. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's, that's way off topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a sad tale. Hey all, editing JT here. Wanted to give an update on this situation since we mentioned it. The forum history was able to be saved and is now being mirrored in two locations. I'm not sure how all of that went down, but the good news is that 15 years of information was saved. Now, back to the episode. But anyway, so yeah, I had a conversation with a friend of mine a few months ago, and we were talking about this. And it came up that it seems that the people who are really into the distro war hostility and, you know, flaming other distros, it's almost as if they take their distro choice on as an aspect of their personality. And mm -hmm. thus, their preferred, when someone doesn't use that preferred distro, it's taken as kind of a personal slight that they're using the wrong thing. And once it gets to that personal level, then all the vitriol comes flying out because it's seen mm -hmm. as a personal attack and not just, I just happen to like this thing over here. Because part of your self-narrative and your self-confidence, you're deriving it from this uniqueness. And I think this is pretty prevalent in the Linux community or just the open source community. You're making an active choice to do something different. And there's some degree of Burnishing of self that comes with that. And so when someone else challenges that, now you're challenging 
my worth as a person. I must defend that or else uh, it crumbles. Yeah. So I don't think it's appropriate to say because I'm an Arch user or because I'm a Slackware user, then I have worth. Well, you had worth before, but it's an easy shortcut, maybe. And then maybe that's why it lends itself so readily to uh, taking things to an offensive level, we'll say, or taking perhaps innocuous statements to actually convert them into that was an offensive, you're you're being aggressive towards me. Whether, I'm just asking a question about this other distro, why is it a threat to you? Yeah, in the, in the long, long ago, in the before time, <laughs> there was an ancient wisdom online that was, you are not your post count. Ah, uh, yes. And th the same applies here, you know, you are not your distro choice. Yes. Distro wars based on distro choice is as silly as people raging about tools. Like, well, all my tools are blue because I bought them at Lowe's. And that makes them better than your orange tools that you bought at Home Depot. But like, you have people that are just as passionate about Cobalt versus Husky. And then, you know, the Red Craftsman guy is hanging out over the side going, oh, you both suck. You know, but we can look at that and go, that actually is kind of silly because mm -hmm. it's a wrench that you use to take off bolts. Like, mm -hmm. It's not a personality characteristic that you should frame your life around what color tools you have. Well, there's a good analogy here, though. So uh, tools, choice of tool, there's, there's some degree of longevity. I can go down to Harbor Freight and I do this and I'll just get a tool that I think I might need to use once or twice or I don't think I'll use very often. So I don't want to invest heavily in this tool. But for something I'm going to use all the time, you know, I'm going to try and go get something that I want to last that is of quality and I'm going to use this thing that I'm that I've gotten to make something and I want the precision so it matters to me that for the key tools I get a brand that I trust I'll still probably start off like my, my policy is I start off with something from Harbor Freight and if I use it a lot and it breaks because it's of questionable quality then clearly that means I need to go get something better but uh, I think there, there's some degree of you're choosing something a tool wise that will last for a while or be useful or be especially useful for this purpose where another company's tool may be not. And you could easily say the same thing about distributions and their different flavors. Uh, maybe you think that uh, Gentoo is better for hosting because you can trim every bit of fat and you're sending all the horsepower that's available on the server just upon the things that you want. And that's what you can do with Gentoo that you can't do with another distribution. Uh, I think Jeremy uh, has alluded to that to a degree. And is it, it's the tool. You're using the best tool for the job that you know. So this is not in defense of distro wars and, and distro feuding, but there are some merits to choosing one distro over another for a certain role, just like there are merits to choosing one tool brand or manufacturer over another for a certain operation or a certain whatever. Yeah, and while I... In some ways, I think that it, it may just be a part of human nature and that we like other people to agree with us like if you're if you're out somewhere and you are you know you ordered something at a restaurant and you got some great food and you're like dude this is great you've got to try it um and then on the flip side you, you find something and it smells horrible and you're like dude this is gross here smell it <laughs> like i don't know why but we do that all the time yeah, we and do. it's like the same i think it's the same underlying thing where people want to have their experiences validated mm -hmm. in, in this case i think that blends with also the characteristics of people wanting to distinguish themselves from others and stand out because, you know, socially people always are posturing for status in a group. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe I'm actually going to bring this up, but it ties in with Freud and the narcissism of small difference. And I think this is kind of maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I think that this is one of the roots of the distro tribalism that 
goes on and plagues the community. You know, to quote to quote Wendell from uh, Level One Text, he once said that there are still there are other still more toxic elements of the Linux community that want to act as knowledge gatekeepers. Those guys act like installing Arch Linux is some great personal accomplishment, and I sort of see it like, congrats, you got your operating system's merit back. <laughs> I don't think I have that badge. Do I have to apply for that? Is that where, where do I go to get that? Uh, I think you just make it yourself. I think that's pretty much how it works. Oh, okay. Well, then I, I now have an operating system smear badge. Haha. You know, I can I can see that being, you know, a gatekeeper thing of, you know, we're a smaller community. We did a harder thing to kind of insinuate that if, if you're not part of this community, then you're not part of the better community. Mm -hmm. But this is this is something that I don't see from every distribution. Like, yes. I don't think I have ever seen a Crux user go on a tear about other distros being horrible. You know, there are definitely mm. distros that just pretty much just do their own thing and stay mm. to themselves, but they don't go around bashing other distros. Flack, obviously, rightly goes to Arch for this, but let's be clear, it's not all Arch users. Oh, no, it's just, no, not at it's, all. It's the squeaky wheel getting all yeah. the tension. There might just be the loudest or the, yeah. the, the, you know, the most vocal. Yeah, there are, there are definitely the, the loud, passionate ones which make overall people then judge the community and that's why there are so many arch linux memes that are out there in in, uh, in a virtual medium loudness unless you're like actually video or audio loudness is more about volume of posts or volume of uh text than it is all caps you know so occasionally i have hope i'll see someone join a, a forum or a chat channel or whatever and they'll ask about what distro to use and i i start to like oh no oh no here we go again here it comes and 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 some absolute saint will not recommend anything. And instead they'll say, well, what exactly do you want? Like, what are your requirements? What are you trying to accomplish? And it's like, yes, thank you. That's what we need. After they get the list of what the person is trying to accomplish or what they need, then they'll make a suggestion as to what distro might be better. But then of course, without fail, the next person <laughs> to chime in is recommending their distro, even when that distro has a negative score in all of the categories that the person just said that they were looking for. <laughs> yes. I'm looking for an easy to use distro that I don't have to worry about maintaining. We'll just update simply and it will just run. And they're like, 2G, you gotta try Gen 2. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> or Slackware. And Slackware, I think there, there's a particular, maybe it's gotta be a joke at some time, but there, there was a bunch of people that used to wander into the Slackware IRC channel and just being in there for a little while, you can kind of tell people that have enough background to succeed or even thrive under Slackware and those that need something that doesn't require you to do so much. And, and I'm not trying to say that in the least insulting way possible, but some people aren't cut out to be Slackware users because there's so much that you have to do. And maybe they don't have the time or the attention span or the background. There are Slackware users that are recommending it like, oh, he'll, they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll, all those things that they need, they'll get it if they, we just give them this thing. Here's the key. You'll develop all these other skills if you just use this key. I don't know about that. So I think actually Slackware's biggest fault is lack of documentation. Oh, yes. Because it doesn't, like, they can install it, and there's a lot of people that could then configure it if they knew what they had to configure. <laughs> yes. But they don't, and they just, they get in that loss, and it ties back to something that we talked about previously, where there's the assumed knowledge that you already have, so you, then those things don't get explained. Mm -hmm. Well, when somebody comes in without that assumed knowledge, they're completely lost. That happens to me, actually, a lot. I think I mentioned this before in the Zealotry episode, but this kind of attitude hurts us overall. Mm -hmm. You know, we should want 
more people to find Linux and use Linux. It's better for someone to use a different distro of Linux than to say, keep using Windows or keep using Mac or, or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. we should want to get them in. And if they're going to stay by using a distro that's different than what my personal preference is, that's okay. And that's a better option for all of us to grow the community in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. We should want more Linux users, period, more than we should want everyone to use what I use. Mm -hmm. um, this is one area where I have a ton of respect for the BSDs because they each sort of have their own niche. Like, you want, you want to be able to run it, you want it to be stable, you want it to just go, FreeBSD is your choice. You want to be able to run it on anything, including a toaster? NetBSD <laughs> is for you. Yep. Um, do you want an ultra-secure system that's going to annoy the crap out of you because it won't do things because it's not going to do something that's insecure, even if you want it to do something insecure? Well, then OpenBSD is going to be with you. <laughs> you know, they each have their own sandbox that they, like, roll over and they play in, and every once in a while, one of them will come up with something cool, and then the others will be like, hey, that's cool. We want to use that, too. And then, okay, they get to play with it, too. But it doesn't take away from the first. Mm -hmm. And you don't see BSD wars where NetBSD guys are trying to convince FreeBSD guys that OpenBSD sucks. Like, that doesn't happen. Well, <laughs> I'm sure it has happened at some point. I'm sure. I was just but, about to say, I bet it's happened. We just haven't been party to it. But generally speaking, there isn't as much hostility between the different versions of BSD. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, let's let's be honest here. At the end of the day, when someone asks what the best distro is, what they're really asking is what is the best Emacs bootloader? <laughs> Maybe so. What's the old joke? Actually, I think this is for Vim. I've been running Vim for nine years because I can never figure out how to quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll volunteer. Actually, uh, I've never really gotten into Emacs at all. I've managed to stay away from it because uh, VI was always everywhere. So... Anyway, that's not really germane to the discussion, but uh, I, I honestly think whatever grows Linux, um, and also I'll, I'll say this, there's a lot of uh, stealth Linux users out there. Anybody who's running an Android phone, technically you are a Linux user, whether you know it or not. You're not interacting with Linux directly, but it's right there under the hood. And if you ever do anything like a ADB load or anything, the side loading stuff, you're interacting with Linux pretty directly. So yes, you too are a Linux user. Whatever we can do to grow Linux adoption on the desktop, I think I'm all in favor of. Yeah, and I just, I would love, I know it's not going to happen, but I would love to see an end to the infighting because it doesn't do anyone any good. Yeah, uh, I think few positives come out of it, but there are some positives. Like? Uh, I'm declining to mention what those are because maybe we'll put them in another episode. Mm-hmm. I see how it is. I yes, you do see how it is. So I okay. heard a rumor that we got an email. Yeah, we did get an email. Well, we excellent. got an email from Mark. Mark. Mark who? Uh, I don't know. It was just from Mark. Okay. Mark? And here's Mark's statement. You guys are funny. I like it when the one guy makes fun of the other guy. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Thank you, so, Mark. Um, I'm going to assume that you mean when I make fun of him. No, clearly he means when I make fun of you. Oh, dude, you're just, you're totally wrong. Well, that. no, clearly. because if you, hold on, hold on. I have evidence to back this up. Oh, I do. do you? Okay. So if we look at our very first venture at all, it was the Ragchew. And it mm -hmm. was me teasing the hell out of you and forcing you to install Linspire. Yeah, okay. So... But that was one incident. There's a body of work since then to where we've each kind of teased each other. So, I okay. The, the ship pointed out that way to start. 
but it has since swung around and is constantly swinging around with each of us making fun of the other. Okay. Now, I, I will I will admit that it has swung back a little, but I don't think it has swung back enough to cross the median line to then favor you. Okay. Fine. I think agree, I think we're still very I think we're still very far into the territory of me teasing you. Okay. Well, uh, do you want that to change? Um, I mean, sure. You know, let's have it be more entertaining. Okay, I'm all for well, that. I'm I'm all for more entertaining too. But uh, perhaps maybe the way I entertain is different than you. Perhaps. Anyway. Well, thank you, Mark, for sending us the email. We appreciate it. Uh, any other listeners, please send us email. Our inbox is looking a little dusty, and uh, as you see. We may read your email on the podcast here. Yeah, and you should definitely chime in and let us know who you think teases the other more, so we can we can set this one to rest. You say that Jeff teases JT more. Just just go ahead and put that down right now. I'm going to take that to the bank because that's what everybody's going to say. I know it. Okay. Well, we shall see. We and shall if, see. If there's crickets, then that will be evidence point number two against against your theory. I don't know that we can say that. A lot, lack of evidence means nothing. We're doing this for science, so. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're predeciding the outcome, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's how I roll. So anyway. Okay. Anyway. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed, and gals, enjoyed this episode. And uh, yeah, stick with us. Be excellent to each other, especially regarding your distros. Absolutely.